Blog Talk Radio. Sessions with Drew and Shelley. These collaborative real talk sessions are dedicated to individuals interested in all things spiritual. Topics may include spiritual perspectives, raising individual and collective awareness, elevating our consciousness, spirituality on a day to day basis, connections with the spirit world, and personal experiences as a psychic, medium, and healer. Listeners are invited to participate in topic discussion and or call in for live readings and insight in the future. This is our welcome back show, shall we say. So next week we're going to be doing this again, and at that time we will be taking callers at that time. Psychic medium and healer Drew Callie recognizes recognizes that honor, integrity, and compassion are a must when working with spirit. His goal is to raise the awareness of spirituality in a broad-based and universal manner so that all walks of life may become more in sync with their divinity, purpose, and natural intuitive self. Ultimately, it is his intention to assist people with opening their hearts and minds in order to realize their full potential of healing, learning, loving, and living in the here and now. Drew offers private and group sessions as well as workshops to assist others in enhancing and exploring their gifts. Drew's website is drewcally.com, and his Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash psychic medium Drew Callie. Intuitive medium, Reiki master, and spiritual growth coach Shelley Wilson would love to assist you on your spiritual journey. I offer private readings, intuitive coaching, Reiki sessions, and teach workshops. I'm the author of 28 Days to a New You, Connect to the You Within, and Journey into Conscious. In addition, I'm a featured columnist and the metaphysics editor for Ohm Times Magazine. My website is ShellyRWilson.com, and my Facebook page is Facebook.com forward slash Intuitive Medium Shelly. So welcome to the show today. How are you? Hello. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my my, uh, tongue was getting a little tied as I was speaking to begin with. This is our first spirit sessions. Yes, our first spirit sessions back. Um, amazing, crazy to believe uh, a year ago that so much has happened in a year's time, right? Yeah, it was a year ago. That's pretty wild. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I remember um, you know, I remember meeting you on the John Holland course and you mentioning to me about this show that you did. And I was like, really? Like, to me, I'm just still, like, behind the times when it comes to anything tech. <laughs> So I was like, wow, you know, and we were talking, and um, I think, you know, we had talked about it for, I think, months, and I was like, yeah, okay, and then eventually we did it, and I really had a lot of fun doing it, but I had a lot of things going on, as always, I guess, <laughs> but um, I, I'm really glad to be to be able to reconnect and, and do this again, and, and um, you know, I, I really did have a lot of fun doing those, and sometimes I'll, I'll listen to bits and pieces, and it's always interesting to me to listen to my own voice 
I, it's just so funny. It's like, you know, hearing it from an outside perspective is really always interesting, let's say. Absolutely. That's the best way to describe it, interesting. Well, even for myself, I put the show on hiatus for six weeks over the summer, and then I put it on hiatus for a full four months. Um, I think October 22nd, I want to say, was my last show. And I just was yeah. like, you know, I don't want to do it. And, and we had spoke, I think it was in January. And, and so even the conversation between you and I helped prompt bringing the show back. So I, I've done a couple of shows, and they were all interviews for Home Times. So this was my first official real show back and and even with that you know it's evolved yeah we're back so you know the the beautiful thing as we both know as we change grow and evolve we know you know what felt right at the time may not feel good anymore so you know it's okay to change or not do it or you know change it up a bit or whatever it may be and and that even includes with our mediumship and how that's evolving yeah well i think you know, it's funny. I, I can't help but be cynical as you're talking about, like, grow and change. I'm like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's one of those things when it comes to mediumship, too. I feel like this last year, I would say, it's. Uh, I think at first when I started learning medium about the mediumship or being aware of it, it was more like, holy cow, I can do this. Like, it was just so foreign and magical, and it was all I wanted to know was how do I – tune in even further. How do I get this detail? How do I get the wow factor? Blah, blah, blah. And then the second phase was kind of like being reminded of why I do this yeah. and why we do yes. this. Yes. And and now it's kind of like an integration of the two, so to speak. And I, I feel like, you know, it's just important, like, for me, I think with the mediumship, I don't feel like it belongs to me, if that makes any sense. I feel like yeah, it belongs so to spirit Mm -hmm. and that I get to get in the car, you know, and, and, and kind of take play or take part in it, It, but it's definitely a cooperative effort. So on one hand, I feel like very prompted and pushed in some ways to actually um, do or act as a medium. And then in other ways, you know, I have to find the balance by stepping back like you did and like I did, where it's like, okay, I need to get back to my personal life and I need to, um, you know, just get things settled or get balanced, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's really an interesting an interesting ride, so to speak. And, and I, you know, I think when we were started doing those shows, I, I felt very, um, I was really, here's your word, empowered. But I, I felt also at the same time um, really vulnerable. Yeah. Because so much was happening so quickly. I started doing um, this local restaurant, and it was just weird because my identity, where I had grown up, was not through the psychic medium. It was a totally different life that I had until this really came about. And um, I think, I don't know, it just and things just the way they transpired is it got really, really busy, and then it kind of died down part naturally, but also part because I really need to step back. And then over early, I guess it was about April, I started knowing that I was going to move. I wasn't exactly sure where I was going to go. I just knew that it was time to kind of move on from where I was living and where I grew up. And I knew I was going to sell my house, but I had no idea where I was going to go. So basically, I I just kept feeling very drawn to Saratoga Springs, New York. Never been up here I mean, I've been upstate New York. It's coming from Jersey. We call this upstate. It's uh, a couple of hours up north. And 
I went to school in New Hampshire, so I'm familiar with the Northeast, but I just, you know, I just felt really, really drunk. So I came up here on a week vacation by myself and kind of looked around at some properties and it was really interesting. You know, we all get signs. I remember sitting the day that I was leaving to come up here for a week to look around. I was sitting on my back uh, steps and right outside there were three turkey vultures. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And like doing meditations and whatnot, I'll always look up animal symbols or, you know, I'll feel into them and that kind of thing. So when I got up here, I just open. reached for my animal speak pocket guide. So can I go ahead and say what turkey vulture means? Sure. It says rebirth. A time of rebirth and renewed health is at hand. This is a time of endings and beginnings. Trust that process to be for your benefit. Nice. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. The so funny continue. thing is, when I came up here, <laughs> I was at this place called Lake George, which is on the other side of the New York State Thruway, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And I stopped on one of the trails and I just kind of was walking around. I sat down and there were three turkey vultures. So in short, basically the property that I ended up finding was a house that was half finished and left about four years ago. The guy just wasn't going to finish it, whether he ran out of money or what have you, I don't know. So it was kind of very significant vultures. You know, you, you, they make okay. good with what's left. Um, so it was just really interesting. All these synchronicities happened, and eventually I ended up, you know, moving up here and finishing this um, this house on a piece of property that I absolutely love, and I ended up meeting people in Saratoga, and, like, all these things changed, and I ended up really getting into more healing, more of the meditative kind of stuff, um, or the exploration of things, and it's just so fun. It's so amazing to me how this comes in waves. You know, like where at first it was all mediumship, then it started becoming very psychic, and then it was kind of a mix of the two, then it was healing, then it was meditation, and it keeps kind of circling back. You know, if you asked me a couple of years ago what I'd be doing a blog talk radio show, I'd be like, what? What is you it? Know? So yeah, it's just amazing, like, and it's it? really cool to be yeah. reconnected with you, because while you were going through what you were going through, I was going through major changes up here. Um, and again, the mediumship kind of boomeranged back and in the last couple of months it really picked up again which is a beautiful thing you know so it's really it's really truly an honor and a privilege to be back on with you well i'm i'm excited and you know the great thing is we can have those ebbs and flows and we can acknowledge them and we can move through that energy or we can freak out you know and sometimes (laughs) it's our our thing where we want to just do it and freak out but even for myself i am becoming even more mindful than what I was, more present in the moment, just going with the flow, you know, whatever comes into my awareness or whomever comes into my awareness, acknowledge it, you know, see what it's all about, but not taking things personally. And I think that, you know, the more that we communicate what we're feeling, you know, we can take things personally or feel like people are, you know, doing things to us or whatnot. But the the, the reality of it is, is everyone's having their experience and their journey and, you know, going about their things. So, you know, I, I think that it's great, and, and you know, I'm delighted that you reached out to resume it because, as I said, you were kind of the nudge that said, you know, let's do the show, and I'm like, it's on hiatus, yeah. and you're like, I think you should do it again, and I'm like, I don't know, and, and so, you know, here we are. And and the great thing with that is... Really good at being a nudge. Yeah, a nice little nudge. And <laughs> the, the the great thing is, you know, we can... I I think that's what's important, too. I just feel the need that I need to talk about this for a moment. But, you know, we have 
feelings within ourselves where we may doubt our abilities or doubt, you know, can we do it? But, but it's important to have those people that say no, you know, it, whether you call it the voice of reason or the voice of kindness or um, whatever you want to call it, we do need those people in our lives to offer us that uh, support, assistance, the ear to listen, whatever it may be. So I think that's wonderful. No, I think it's well said because it's interesting to me too because I remember you kept coming to mind and I was like, you know, and I was like, you know, I really would love to do a show again. And I was really surprised that you hadn't done it in the time that you had because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you're you're so busy doing this kind of work and really out there. And now congrats actually on the, uh, being the editor of the metaphysical section of uh, all the times. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, but I think, it's. It, I just remember, like, you know, for me, I'm very clairaudient, so I'll hear things, but it's more like a thought that's not mine that kind of just pops in. And I just remember as we were, like, it was a little bit before, but as we were talking, it was like, you know, we should do the show, we should do the show. And it was kind of like like that nudge. And when I, you know, for me, those are things that I can't ignore. And they tend to be at a perfect time for the for like for you and for me or for whatever the situation is. And it's the, those kind of inspired moments are my favorite because they're usually unexpected. And, like, like I've met so many really interesting people at, like, from workshops to just the metaphysical realm. And it's not so much about the actual event that I even go to, whether I'm working there or I'm attending or whatever it is. It's just sometimes those small conversations that you have with one another where you just really connect on a soul level and all of a sudden beautiful things come from it you know, and, and being able to connect. And you've helped me out a lot, you know. Um, I, people don't know this, but behind the scenes, like I've asked you a lot of a lot of questions when it comes to certain things, and it's really helped me out and being able to bounce stuff off each other. It's just, a, you know, it's being a medium, it's very difficult to connect with somebody who isn't on all levels. Where, because I think before I was a medium, I, I think I could only understand it to a certain extent. And I think, you know, there's like certain, um, I don't know, there's just certain understanding, like a kinship with other people where you have a regular life and you're, you know, a, a medium or a psychic or, or both. And it can get really trying because I just feel like no matter how much I try to explain to family or friends that are outside of that, it's very difficult for them to really understand and relate. Um, and to have outlets like something like this to actually, you know, Put the put the voices of spirit or um, of other people that have questions and whatnot out there for mediumship. I think is really really key, and I think um, you know there's just there's so many forums that you can kind of work within nowadays with social media and all that. Um, but I think for this, it's a, it's a constant. It, it, it lives forever because you can listen to it after, you know, and it's just such an amazing feeling to be a part of something like this and to actually put, put a voice out there. And it usually doesn't hit me until after, you know, it's one of those things where, um, I don't know, you know, there, there's so many really, really good questions. And what I notice is as I'm doing readings and whatnot, there's a very similar patterns or groups. There's very similar patterns to um, what the questions are. You know, so to be able to have a, an ongoing format to be able to kind of address certain questions or um, or even things that change, like in me. Like I know in the last year, my perception has changed in many ways when it comes to, I guess, all things spiritual. You know, I think 
um, which is a good thing. I think a lot of people get stuck in a box and get so caught up in labeling this is that, this is this, this is that, um, you know, for whatever reason, that I think sometimes we end up missing the points, and it can become very mechanical. Like, we have no format for the show, which is wonderful. (laughs) We were talking about this before, you know, and I think being able to do that and not know what's going to come next, as much as it can be a little crazy and frightening, it also can be very inspiring, you know, so it's really cool to be able to kind of be doing this again, Um, you know, and especially because it is a year later. When you said that, it really hit me. I was like, wow, you know, and time seems to move really fast when it when it comes to my mediumship, like I'll look back a year ago and it's like there were things that I was doing that I never thought I would have done it a year ago, a year before that, but now I look back and I'm like, oh, it wasn't a big deal, you know? And it's kind of like it keeps evolving, like you said, which is really a beautiful thing. Yeah, oh, totally. And, you know, the thing is, is I feel that the more that we are in this present moment, you know, and, and that's where the inspiration ha- happens because typically most people don't plan a conversation, especially with their friends. And the thing is, is, you know, that's what I like this show to be like. I like it to be like an educational, inspirational conversation with whatever comes up in the moment. We have to trust that there will be people that will glean something from it and that it can benefit them. And, you know, that's part of the education. And I feel that a lot of the reason that we resonate with one another anyway is because we're very much not the fortune teller aspect when it comes to psychic. You know, there is a difference between the psychic and mediumship, but we are there to provide people the tools to assist them on the journey so that they can go within and and find those answers, whether it's learning meditation or, you know, the healing aspect, connecting with themselves, but, but even, you know, knowing that our loved ones are communicating with us and providing those individuals an understanding of how that communication happens. So I think that's what's very important too. No, I think it's a, it's a huge deal. You know, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I think recently I start, I, I kind of say to people before, like, look, I'm not a crystal ball reader. And I think it's important for people to understand, like if we could just talk about expectations for a second. Sure. I, I think even my expectations are there, and I have to quell that. I have to squash that sometimes before, whether it's a group or or whatever it is, because it's always a little bit different no matter what. Even if I get consistent themes over a week or over a day or, or whatever, or there's strands of certain topics that continuously have come up recently or, or whatever, um, I just find that some what I've been learning to do better, I think, is understand that there's certain people that I just at help because they're not at the point that some people will come, let me just put it this way. Some people will come and they want me to give them a very quick and easy answer or they want the quick and easy way when that's not the best way in my opinion. And sometimes I will get certain information that they need, but if it's just that they want it and they want it now and they want it yesterday, it doesn't always, it just doesn't feel like a good reading for me. For me, like you said, if I can open someone up and kind of direct them on a spiritual path and give them an understanding of certain, peel back certain layers, whether it's emotional or spiritual or what what have you, and they can look within and kind of guide themselves because that's how they're going to learn. If if there's a quick fix for everything, then nobody's going to learn anything. You know, if I could go out 
and do something crazy and, and break my arm and then come back and someone could heal me in two seconds, and I'd go back out and do it again. You know, so I think if, if I know that there's a healing process and there's a process to um, what we do, in my opinion, it's, it's more of an unfoldment. It's more of a, um, I don't know, I guess a journey, for lack of a better word, that I think people are on. And usually people that are coming for readings tend to be at a certain point where they, they're definitely, you know, seeking some sort of guidance or they're at a turning point or they're at a crossroads or they're completely lost or some people are just curious and skeptical or, or they just kind of, one of their friends got a good reading or something like that. But I think it's most, it's more important to me nowadays to be able to help someone rather than give a good reading or what's deemed a good reading. Because right. I think, you know, if you asked me five years ago what a good reading was, it would be like if someone comes in and they tell me this, that, this, and that, and it's all details and I don't have to say anything. And, but to me, it's someone that walks away inspired and, you know, they feel that there is some sort of validity to their purpose and, and the direction that they're going or that they need to change direction. Um, but I think I think you're right in that we have those similarities, and that's why the conversations continue. And what I've noticed, too, is that the people that I tend to connect with on the mediumship side, other mediums and, and whatnot, um, that changes as I change, which is really interesting. Yes, and I, I'm going to go ahead and throw this word out there because I use it a lot. Oh. Um, yes, and it's coming, so I gave you a warning. But, but what we do is empower people, and by sure. empowering people to listen to themselves, to know that they have the answer, to know that they're creating the future, their reality, it, it does benefit everyone. And, you know, to me, those fortune teller people take that power away. And, you know, some people... It's what they perhaps need in that moment, um, but to me it's also, you know, in the long run not very healthy or beneficial. So just wanted to acknowledge that, but, but I definitely agree too. You know, the people that we gravitate towards, even the clients that gravitate towards us as the reader, it a lot has to do with our personality or the energy we're emitting or our attitude or the way we handle things or all of the above. And I think that being aligned with ourselves and really feeling good about ourselves, you know, even though some days we may have a really crappy day, that doesn't mean that we're not, you know, spiritual beings or, or spiritual. Um, you know, there's so many uh, people that say, you know, well, if you cuss, you're not spiritual. If you do this, you're not spiritual. I, I think it is all of that, whatever you deem your life to be, that's perfect for you. And I think that the more that we just honor one another's journey, while at the same sense know that we're walking this journey together and assisting others that may need assistance, I, I think that's why we're here. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I just feel like it, it's amazing to me the people that I get. I get so inspired by other people that that I read for. Because especially, you know, um, you know, you can just see that light bulb go on. And, and there's just there's something magical about that. You know, I, I was just talking to somebody. I can't remember if it was in a session or not. But, you know, that the word happiness can be really um, misused, I think. Because for me, if I'm in the flow of a really good day and I'm serving spirit by doing what I do and what I love to do and I'm working especially I just love people so I've been working with people in that flow is when I'm most happy it's not when I um, it's not a place that I get to 
You know, and I used to really think that. I used to believe that, that there was like, oh, if I could just get this, then I would be happy. Or if I just got to this point, things will be better. And when by the time I get there, there's a whole other getting there section above that or, or in front of that. So, you know, I do think it's it's interesting that people that come into our lives and go out of our lives and, and you know, in the last couple of years, the people that I talk to, you know, especially in the last, like, year and a half, I would say, the people that I talk to, I'm so close with such a small group of people um, because I'm, I'm so much more, I can be so much more honest with myself because it's okay. Where I think in, in readings, I think what I noticed, my theme recently, is I noticed that people that get better readings are the ones that are willing to be as honest as possible with themselves. You know, I, I think that some people aren't, I don't want to say aren't ready because I feel like that's really condescending, but I, I do feel like there's just a certain willingness that needs to be there to maybe hear what they don't want to hear, but maybe what they need to. You know, right. like I can't, tell, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times someone will come in and, you know, at the end they'll say, do you have any questions or whatever, and they'll ask me a question. And, you know, as I'm giving them what I'm feeling or getting, they're fighting me on it because it's not what they wanted what they were coming for was confirmation of what they wanted. And I think that's really kind of the big, the big, there's like, there's so many levels in certain sessions. I, I just, I find it really interesting, but I do find that people are really out there seeking and really trying to be more spiritual, whether they know it or not. And they're trying to have better quality of lives and they're trying to make certain decisions that are um, based on, you know, better futures rather than what's easiest. And that's really reassuring to me. You know, I get so much strength and hope from other people. It's really amazing. And it's funny because, you know, people will come to me and thank me, but it's like I want to thank them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just find the whole, this whole um, unfolding process just really, really magical and really interesting. And I find that where I'm at in life also dictates the certain, the, the types of, readings that tend to come. Do you find that? Yes, I totally agree. And, you know, what happens many times for me, and I'm sure for many other individuals, you know, as we are being asked a question or, or information's coming through, many times it's for ourselves as well. And so it's we have to listen. You know, what advice am I giving this person or what guidance am I giving this person because it's for me as well. And And I think that spirit... You, it has this beautiful way of, you know, bringing that to our awareness so that we will step up to the plate, shall we say, and, and pay attention to that information coming through because it is not just for one person. And, you know, the thing is, too, Drew, we, we both do, and this will lead into something else, but we, we both do the, the group events where we give messages to group people, a group of people. And in doing so, you know, we may be focusing on one person in particular, but what happens is that information is for many people. And so people, you know, are sure. there because of a divine appointment. And, and so, you know, as they tune in and glean from it what feels right, you know, that is something that, you know, they can take with them. Some people are a little resistant because they say, well, it wasn't for me directly. And and even though they know that it, it makes sense and resonates with them, sometimes they're a little apprehensive to accept it for themselves. No, sure, it's a really good point. Yeah, I do, I do find that the themes, I don't know why I'm, I'm more aware of them recently, 
you know, in groups too. Like it was funny, like before, right as I was trying to quit smoking, going back and forth, the first communicator of every group I would get would be somebody who passed from lung cancer and smoked. Mm. Every, I mean, almost every time I could think of. And it's just so, it's so interesting. And, um, you know, that, that has changed since I finally stopped. So, it, you know, it, it is, it is interesting. I mean, they work with us um, for, it, it, it is, I guess, you know, when I'm, when I'm working with a group and I get someone who's highlighted, I can be drawn to someone just based on their energy because I might be familiar with that or I might feel a need. I might not even be sure why, um, but there's also a need from my soul to be able to connect with that soul, whether it's spirit coming through or if it's more of a psychic connection or whatever. So that I, I really do find that um, exciting nowadays where it's, I think I used to question that a lot. You know, I, I would, I just wouldn't understand. I wanted to know the whys so much. Like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? And now, now I'm better at just kind of going with it because it should be like that, in my opinion. I used to want it to be perfect every time, but there's a magic that happens and there's a creative spark when you can have that open playground for spirit to play. You know, and that's when some of the most beautiful messages come. For me, I can't do name, rank, and serial number, meaning it can't be, well, I get this information, that information, this information, because some communicators will come through and they won't give me their age. Right. They, they'll give, sometimes I get like a year. I know they died in this year. Or I'll get a communicator that will come through and, and allow me to feel, and then the, the next one I'll hear them. So it, it really is such an interesting thing. It really keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. You know, um, and, <laughs> yeah. and as much as frustrating as it can be to kind of understand some of it, when I just let go and just go with it, it seems to be not only more fun, but people have a better experience, and the information that comes can be really amazing. Because if I can, if I put it in a box and write on a piece of paper, these are the questions and answers that I get from every communicator or spirit that comes through, then I feel like I'm limiting that spirit to my paper with these five to ten items that they can give me. Because some people will come through and they'll want to talk about their gravestone or they'll want to talk about their cat. You know, like whatever it is, I feel like we, uh, my obligation, the way I look at it, is to give them that opening to be able to do that. And I don't always get it 100% accurate, but I can give it as I'm getting it. And sometimes the person will know exactly what I mean, even if I don't. Uh, yeah, totally. And, and, you know, what happens is the more that we get out of our heads and stay in our heart space and trust that spirit's going to provide us with that client, that individual's highest need, whether it's mediumship connecting to a loved one, you know, needing that evidence, knowing that it's absolutely them, or just bringing through enough evidence so that you can deliver the message that that is what is really important. You know, just being present and, and allowing yourself to be flexible versus being rigid. I know a lot of mediums work with the CERT method where they're stuck on, you know, bringing through this, making sure they do it this way, and, and tying it all up. And, and to me, that's great. But for me personally, as a medium, that's a little rigid. And I feel like you need to go with the flow and feel into the collective energy of the room and just be in that space and see what that highest need is in that moment. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think I, I just rem I'll never forget the first time this happened to me after I had meditated and I put my hand under a sink and all of a sudden I heard, this is Jonathan without an H. You got to call Jason. And I got a picture of who Jason was. And I ended up going over to this person's house and picking out pictures and all this information came through in real time. 
And I always used to want to try to get information before somebody came. And it worked for a little bit of time, but then it was kind of like they were spoon-feeding me, like, okay, we'll give you this. And sometimes <laughs> it happens now a little bit, but not on purpose. Um, right. I, you know, I just find it, it, it – You do. I do have to be more open um, in order to get some of the most amazing stuff because the, that first time that I went, I had no no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I had to go. Because I, I remember when he asked me, he said, would you want to come over and see if you could pick out pictures and blah, blah, blah. And everything in my body was like, hell no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And it was just funny. And when I went, I had, I just went with an open mind and an open heart, and all this beautiful stuff came out. And then I, it was kind of like maybe that was the carrot that dangled. And then I went to England and studied evidential mediumship. And I learned that this is probably the best way to do it so that it doesn't, you know. And for me, I needed it to be evidential. I didn't want to do a lot of fluff. Fluff meaning stuff that could be very questionable. Right. Um, and that's just because I was still such a skeptic, regardless of what was happening to me. But I, I'll never forget that experience because that was probably because it was my first, and because it was so vivid and so specific with names and you know how they passed, and a finger pushing into my kidney, knowing that the person had kidney cancer, where it started, all sorts of stuff. Being able to pick out a, pictures on a table full of pictures and people I never met. Um, I'll never forget that. And then as I learned what to do and what not to do, you know, what I also learned was, you know, I can't follow in someone else's footsteps. It didn't work for me. Like if someone said, here, these five things work for me every time, maybe one of those works for me, but the other four don't. And I noticed that like, you know, with certifications and with all this kind of like rigidity that's put in there, I do feel like it can hold you back. And I feel that People deserve for us to go in there completely open and willing to receive whatever we're supposed to receive because that's really what it is. We're picking up a phone and listening and conveying that message the best that we can by feeling, seeing, sensing, or hearing, um, or just knowing. But um, I don't know. The cert thing, it, it's interesting, and I, I never think of that anymore. And I, I do understand it. And just so that people, listeners know, like cert is, um, you know, it's the communicator, like who is it, what's the relationship, and then there's evidence, which is the E, and then R, I think, is reason, right? And then tie right, it reason up. Reason for coming so mm-hmm, and tying it C- up. C-E-R-T, is that right? Yes. So I, I do think it's, in, it's interesting to be able to have some sort of flow so that people can actually understand it. Because I've also seen mediumship where it's just, it's almost like, all right, will you just end it, you know? like where someone will just kind of go on and on and on and you lose touch with, um, and that's kind of when I've seen people's ego comes in. And I've seen some really, really big names. Um, I'm thinking of someone in particular over in England that I saw at Arthur Finley College. Who was, he must have gone on for 30 minutes on one person. And like you should, at 15, 20 minutes, the room was shifting. Like, oh my God, you know, like I forgot who he even was communicating with. So I think, you know, we have to keep in mind that the people that are receiving the message, they don't need it to be as com- – I think as mediums, I think we can overcomplicate the crap out of it. I, I really do. And I think that a lot of people do because – and, and I, I think I fall under that too sometimes is that I just – I want it to be so good for them. Um, but I need to – sometimes it's not the – it's not the perfect – information that gets it it's the feeling and and the one thing that like they were waiting to hear actually comes up it's not and they might not even remember all the other stuff you got the name and you got this and you got you know uh their left leg was 
this and all that kind of stuff is really, really interesting and great that, I, that we can get it. But sometimes it doesn't matter to someone. They want to feel the presence of the spirit in the room right. with them. And I think that sometimes that's overlooked. I totally, totally agree. And so with that being said, I know that you're headed to Massachusetts for an event Friday night and with the yes. audience at large. you want to share some information about that? Sure. It's at the Blue Bonnet. I'm not going to get the name right, but it's Blue Bonnet. I believe it's something Banquet and Diner. Um, it's a really beautiful room. We did it um, early December with, we call uh, they call themselves Mediums at Large, um, and you could you could see them on Facebook. Um, there's Kim Watts, there's Gina Barry, <clears throat> and there's Kathy Monson, excuse me. And um, they're just fantastic. And I met some of them in England, um, and then Omega, and I forget where else. And we kind of, and they came down to New Jersey to my house. We did like a basement kind of event at my house, and uh, and they're just great. And the last time we went there, there were probably like. I think there were 60-something people there. They get a dinner um, before. And what I really liked about meetings at large was it was really fun because they um, they were just like I was used to doing it by myself or, you know, I had done some other dems with other people. But when they came in, like they had people up and dancing beforehand, you know, before we did the actual uh, readings. And there was just so much energy and it flowed. And you could tell that three of them worked together quite often. And I was kind of like, you know, how is this, you know, you never know how it's going to work kind of jumping in. And they were, it was just really a lot of fun. And by the end, the four of us ended up having one communicator, so one spirit, and each of us would get something about them. And that's what I love about mediumship is that each medium is going to receive different information because we can perceive things from different perspectives. You know, right. so it's really a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to this uh, coming back uh, this Friday. So it should be a lot of so fun. Mar- Thanks for Friday, March 6th, and yep. they can find more at, on Facebook, Mediums at Large, and also um, I believe Kathy Munson would be the contact person, but there's tickets still available. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome, awesome. And with that, we are going to be doing um, Spirit Sessions live in person in Oklahoma City, April 3rd. So I am looking forward to you coming to Oklahoma. We're going to do this in Oklahoma City at SIG, which is Sloan Installation Gallery. And it's going to be exciting. I just have a feeling about this. So the beautiful thing is it's right at a month away, and tickets are available. So you can visit ShellyRWilson.com, or you can visit DrewCalley.com. We're also posting it on our Facebook. Otherwise, you can go to brownpapertickets.com and purchase your ticket to join us then. So this will be our first time working together live and in person, but we've already been doing this show for a while, so we're going to assume that it will be wonderful. Yes, let's assume that. <laughs> I think and I be won't a lot of use fun, the word you know? empower. Yes. Empower. And just so the listeners know, I've been, you know, we just we had this conversation one day, and Shelly said to me like three times empower. I'm like, you're not allowed to use that word for a month. <laughs> and I laughed, but, um, and I still used it. Yes. And, and you know, it's it's, it's so funny because um, you know I've gotten to know Shelly quite a bit. And it's just it's fun. It's funny being on the show now because now I feel like we're having more of a conversation than doing a show. <laughs> You know, but I, I really feel like being able to work with you in person is going to be a beautiful thing. And we're doing a fair, you know, we're doing an event for a couple of days after that to yes. do, you know, we can do private readings. 
we could do all sorts of really cool stuff. And I think we're going to be able to do a group again or some sort of speak, uh, outspeak event. Um, and I just think it'll be it'll be really fun, you know. And traveling for me, I love I love getting to travel. Plus, because I'm single, I can. Um, I, I think that it's it's going to be really fun doing it in person. What is it? We're doing it for three hours, I think. Yeah, we're going to do it for three hours. We're going to do five to seven. Uh, we're doing a meet and greet, book signing, CD signing, and a tour of Sig Gallery. They've got some really cool stuff there. And Tammy Conover is going to be the featured exhibit with her inspired art. Tammy and Cindy are both the promoters for the Spirit Fair that they do in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Kansas City, and that is the same weekend of the Oklahoma City Spirit Fair. So we coincided this event with that weekend, so you are going to come work the fair. And the fair hours are Saturday from 12 to 7 and Sunday from 12 to 6. And Affirming will be having the opportunity to give a lecture during that time for the attendees of the fair and then, as we said, offer private sessions. So it will will be a great week, and the spirit fairs are always wonderful. Lots of people come out eager for connection, community, learning and growing, and receiving guidance. Sounds like a lot of fun. It is. And you know, it's interesting, it. too, because I'm just <laughs> moving up here to Saratoga Springs. Um, you know, there's a woman that um, has really helped me, Gina Clemente, and she's she's a a Reiki healer, a Reiki master, and a teacher. She's she's been wonderful. And I met her, and she introduced me to some people. And like, all of a sudden, <clears throat> I, you know, I put an advertisement out in the paper, and I really didn't know anybody, and I didn't even know why I came up here. I just knew that I had to come up here. And when I started listing some events, I did. And it's such a beautiful healing community that you know, I would I would love to be able to have you come here. You know, maybe after the summer, or maybe when you know. Um, I'm more. I mean, still, I'm figuring out where a grocery shop. Um, but I really <laughs> think it would be settled. a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I oh, really yeah, do, and I, and I love doing events where. Um, I think at first I always I always have a little bit of an issue self promoting. Um, I you know I don't know it's just me, I, but but I'm getting better at it or used to it I guess, um, and, and it's important because you know I don't feel like this gift comes so that I can sit in my living room and you know talk to spirit. I, I really feel like it's it's not really for me, uh, although I'm part part of it is, but it's not ultimately for me. And being able to share an in person experience with you. Um, you know, out, out there, and uh, hopefully I can reciprocate that back here somewhere. And the same well, thing with mediums at large. I would love to have them yeah. come here to Saratoga. Yeah, like I, that's the stuff for me. And that's originally when one of our one the first or second show that we did. I remember it was it's so important because also a friend of mine, Kim Griffin, out of Leland, North Carolina, another medium. She they just started doing something, and it's so important. The mediums that I talk to, we don't get enough people that kind of put out their hand. And you've done that with me, and I really am forever grateful about that. And you didn't do it with an agenda behind it where you were getting more than you were giving or, or you know, it was just such a beautiful thing. And I haven't had that kind of experience. There's a few people that have actually – what I started realizing was people will either want to ride on your coattails until they don't need to or they'll suck you dry. Um, and I don't think that they're consciously doing it. But some of the people that I've met up here and dealing with you and meetings at large, it's been such a great, great experience for me. And to be able to reciprocate that would mean the world to me. So hopefully I can do that and in the not-so-distant future. Awesome. Well, you know, as you were talking, the, the message that kept coming through is, 
you know, very much collaboration is the new vibration. And there are people who are very competitive, and so they tend to withhold their information out of fear that it will benefit the other person and reduce themselves. But in reality, when we benefit another, we are benefiting ourselves. So I feel like the more that we can share, the more that we can provide opportunities for one another, the more that we get out of our heads and stay in our heart, we're all growing and evolving together. So I think that it's best to just clear out the competitiveness because there is a lot of people um, to help, to assist, to grow with, and and I think that that's just very, very important. No, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, people told me that very early on. They're like, you know, this this is a really unusual, you know, industry, if you want to call it that. Um, and I, I didn't really get it, but I did experience that. And even from really well-known, well-respected people in the New Jersey, New York area that have really good names that did originally help me out, as soon as you start kind of getting a groove, they don't want anything to do with you unless you're under their wing doing it their way and they can take credit for you. Right. So that kind of stuff had been really – but ultimately, you know, I have a really good friend of mine who always says to me, Drew, rejection is God's protection. <laughs> and that is so true yeah, because there's yeah. certain things that I wasn't able to become a part of for whatever reasons, and it's they've all been – blessings in disguise. Although at first it kind of stung, there were certain things that had happened without getting into details where I took it personally, basically. And, you know, ultimately it it really has worked out just as it should be. And I think, you know, if we just kind of allow spirit to work through us and in us in our daily lives and do the best we can, you know, not every day is perfect, um, the right people, the right events, the right, you know, connections tend to come. Like, I I can't tell you, I couldn't have planned out these last couple of years and had it happen any better. You know, I I really couldn't. If it was left to me to plan, it wouldn't be as good as if I didn't. It's been so beautiful the way it was. I couldn't couldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even be able to touch the way that it's gone, you know. Um, So I, I just find that... As much as I think at first, because I was taking things so personally, which you had alluded to in the beginning, um, you know, there was I was disheartened a little bit by how competitive it is or can be. But then I was also um, reinvigorated by people like yourself and some of the names that I mentioned before that have helped me so much without any expectations of me giving back. Um, but, you know, I, I think I feel honored to be able to receive that, but I also want to be able to give that back. And that should be the pay it forward kind of attitude that we get from with other mediums. Unfortunately, it's not the case, but I do, I do know some really, really great people that are mediums um, all over that if they were listening to this, they would completely understand where I'm coming from. But what tends to happen is people get burned once or twice and they end up shutting down. And then they they don't really want to deal with other people doing this or doing that event. Um, and, you know, it's all fear-based. And, and I get it, but I think it's just a beautiful thing to be able to kind of share events because, um, you know, you, you can really be such a beautiful vehicle for spirit with more with more mediums. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I visited Sedona back in January, and I knew before I went there initially that I wanted to do an event there. And then once I was there, I used it as a reconnaissance mission to locate venues. And so that is something that I really want to do this fall. And, you know, I, I've talked to you about it, and, and then I joked with you. I said, well, 
well, we'll we'll have Oklahoma as a test run. And um, you're like, are you testing me? And I said, no, I'm not testing you. It'll be a test <laughs> run. <laughs> See how it goes. But but I definitely want um, and intend for Sedona some whether it's teaching and gallery or what. I, that that's my vision um, to have a, a couple of events in in Sedona because it's such a beautiful space and the energy there is awesome and there are people there that you know are definitely in tuned and eager for that type of information too yeah no i keep hearing beautiful things i really have to go Mm -hmm. um i do have to visit there but i I mean and you know i think i think being able to slowly but steadily plan ahead events like that is really an incredible thing in in and of itself you know I, i think um you know, there, there's definitely a thirst for spirituality. And I think, um, you know, thank God for some of these huge celebrity mainstream mediums because they make it palatable for the general public. You know, I think this this kind of word 20, 30 years ago, like a medium or something like that would be taboo or it would be looked down upon or it would be looked as one of those people that's in the dark corners of the room, you know, with a little neon sign uh, you know, readings here or something like that. And it doesn't right. have to be. I mean, I really feel like it's a very natural part of human nature, you know. I mean, is everybody a medium? I don't know, but I know everybody can connect in some way. I don't know yeah. that everyone's supposed to be doing this work, right. um, but I, I do know that, you know, it, it, there's a huge thirst out there. And with the technological advances, it, it's such so instantaneous to for people to get in and receive information that I think having a lot like what we're doing in um uh Oklahoma City I just think is incredible because when you can really be in the presence of other people and it's not something that's online or by phone there's something special about that you know it doesn't mean it's any different if it's online or by phone I mean for me if I do a phone reading or an in-person reading it's generally the same it just there's a feeling there, especially with groups of people. And to be able to get a, a, a group of people together, no matter how many, whether it's 10 or 100 people, um, I, I just think that there's a real, real power in that. And that on some level, every person that leaves there is touched, inspired, and changed forever because they were sitting in that beautiful energy. Yes, I agree. And, and just going back for a moment, when you said the, the need for spirituality, what I heard in my head was authentic spirituality. Because Absolutely. what's important to remember is, you know, the more that we are who we are, walk our talk, talk our walk, and, and you know, be our human self as well as our spiritual self, it's going to offer people that comfortability to do so for themselves as well. There are a lot of people that fear who they are or fear what other people will think of them, so therefore they have to hide behind an illusion and they say or speak or teach one thing and in reality living something completely different. So I definitely feel that the more that we just feel safe and comfortable and, you know, where I am here in Oklahoma, a lot of people question is is there even a spiritual community because it's smack dab in the Bible Belt. And, yes, there is a huge spiritual community and people are hungry and growing, but there is a lot of fear involved because they're balancing their religious aspects with that spiritual aspect. So there's a lot of people that even coming to the fairs, they have a lot of fear of, am I doing something wrong? Am I sinning? Am I in a bad place? You know, will something happen to me? So I think that it's important for people to understand that it's their own belief system 
You know, it's their own thoughts that they're fighting, and the more that they feel good about it and not compare it to the, to another person, I, I think that's going to benefit them tremendously. No, I agree. I mean, I remember I did have this woman at one of my workshops, and she has such a healing ability. There's a different glow for me when I look at someone that they that, that they just have like this healing energy. It's very, um, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but there's just it's very visible for me. And she had really, really great healing energy. She was going through a real tumultuous time. And bottom line is, she didn't end up coming back because someone at her new whatever religion she was part of at her new place in that religion told her that it was like completely the devil's work and blah, blah, blah. And and it was such a shame because, I mean, it was, it was such an innocent vibe, this kind of workshop, you know, it wasn't even spirit communication. It was just, you know, sitting in psychic energy and and working with natural healing abilities and things like that and meditation. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of fear out there, but I think the more people know about things, the better, but there's always, you know, there's always the, the, you know, as Tony Stockwell says, like, you know, there's always that brand of crazy, um, <laughs> you know, and and so there's extremes on all levels. But I, I do feel like if people just kind of go with what feels right, um, they'll just be so much better off rather than what someone – like, for me, if someone tells me that this is right or wrong, and I need for them to tell me that this is right or wrong, there's a problem in that for me. I, I know on some level – that this is right or wrong. Maybe I just need a confirmation or an affirmation or whatever, but I just feel like a lot of people are out there looking for someone to be the answer person or the answer institution. And I think that, you know, power is in inside of us. And I think a lot of people don't tune into that or tap into that. And I didn't for most of my life. I, I was aware of certain abilities and I knew I had an inner knowing, but I didn't know um, how to kind of look inward because everything and everyone around me was telling me that this is the way it's supposed to be, you know? So until it actually happened to me, I couldn't see it. So I do understand it, but I I do feel like that there's a lot of, there's a lot more people. And I don't know that it's just because now I'm into this and that I'm aware of this and that I have that knowing now. Um, But I I do see that first. And I, I, I think you said it right. It is an authentic pursuit of authentic spirituality and that authentic spirituality is the only place it could come from is your heart it's the only right. place it can come from is that inner knowing and that inner spark that inner divine spark of all that is good and that, all that you know um and i just i just find it i don't want to say sad but in some ways disturbing that people need to find it outside of themselves by someone either telling them that this is what it is or by you know, even even books. Books are great to open up pathways of knowledge and uh, of insights and perception and perspectives and all that. But I think, you know, there is something. Like when you know something is right, you know it's right. And we all have that moral compass. And I, I think um, I just hope that going forward, especially given, you know, if you're watching CNN or Fox News, I mean, all you're hearing is like all these bad things going on in the world. It's 1% of what's right. really going on. You know, right. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm oblivious to it and we shouldn't be, but at the same time, you know, people only become absorbed in that kind of stuff when it may affect them. Right. So it's like, why not be happy with who you are, where you are, what you're doing by just trusting maybe your gut, you know, and not listening to that little voice upstairs telling you like, you know, 
kind of telling you how wrong you are or how this goes against this and this goes against that. And I think it is important that there's these events in person, these public events, these group events. I mean, I'll never forget going to see John Edward before I was aware that I was a medium. Um, and he ended up reading for a couple of my family members and, and a little bit for me and someone that had passed. And it really was an incredible experience, not just because the reading was so fascinating with the group that he did, but it was outside talking with my family on that spiritual level of, oh, my God, do you remember? And then he said this. And, do you, and then we were reminiscing about that person. And it was just such a beautiful communion. And I don't know that we've ever had that before or ever had that after quite like that. So even if it, that can spark you know, people changing. And and I can tell you that event, particularly a couple of years after that, when I had my own mediumistic experience with spirit, it made it okay. So I, I just think that there's a ripple effect, and I, I feel like it's really important that we pay attention to what pebbles we're dropping in the pond, you know? Exactly. Good way to put it. Well, Drew, our hour has already come to an end. Really? I was just getting warmed up. I know. Beautiful thing is, is we're going to be back this time next week for another Spirit Sessions with Drew and Shelley. And this time we will be taking your calls. We may come up with a topic discussion or we may just go with the flow as we did before. But listeners, we so appreciate you tuning in today, whether it was live or listening to the archive show. Please visit Drew's website, drewcalley.com. Like his page on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash psychic medium Drew Kelly. My website is shellyrwilson.com, and my Facebook page is intuitive medium Shelley. Once again, Drew's got an event with the mediums at large this Friday, March 6th in Massachusetts. You can find out more about that event as well as his other events and schedule a reading if you like at his website, drewcalley.com. This weekend, I'm going to be in Topeka, Kansas at the Mind-Body-Spirit Fair, so I will be offering private sessions there, speaking at 11.30 on Saturday. As we indicated, we will be doing this live in Oklahoma City at Sloan Installation Gallery in Oklahoma City, April 3rd from 5 to 7, meet and greet, book sighting, and tour gallery, the events from 7 to 9. Then we'll both be working the Oklahoma City Spirit Fair that Saturday and Sunday, April 4th and 5th. Drew, thank you so much for this time together, and I look forward to the next one. No, thank you very much, and thank you to all the listeners. I really appreciate the opportunity to actually be here right now. Thank you. Connect. Well, listeners, this concludes today's segment of Spirit Sessions. Until next time, remember this is your time. We encourage you to live an authentic life, be the best you can be, and love yourself in the process. Much love and many blessings to each of you.